You're listening to Scattered by Anchored Baptist Church, where we are working to reflect the diversity of Hermanus as we gather to hear good news and as we scatter to share it. So today marks the start of our new church calendar year, which means that this is also our first week of Advent, and Wade so lovely described what Advent is. But um, yeah, what is Advent? Well, Advent is a time where the church looks to the past, looks at the present, and then looks to the future. More specifically, we celebrate the past in the first coming of Christ. We rejoice in the present because of what we have received in Christ, and we with hope look to the future for the fulfillment of God's kingdom here on earth. If you would, please turn with me to our scripture for today. Matthew chapter 24, verse 36 through 44, and I'll read for us. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark, and they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So just by going through this text, we can see that there is a whole bunch jumping out at us. But this morning, I want to set our eyes on two major themes. Firstly, Jesus is coming back, and therefore, we need to be prepared. This is evident when we look at verse 37. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Verse 39, they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Verse 42, Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. And verse 44, Therefore you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. In each of these verses, we see that we are first called to be aware, to be awake, and to be ready. And then we're told why. Because the Son of Man the Lord Jesus Christ is coming. Now, if you would look with me at verse 37, Jesus points us back in time into the Old Testament where he speaks of Noah as in the days of Noah. We see that these people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. And we think to ourselves, now are these things wrong? Should we be doing these things because we know that they lived in sin? But no, these things aren't wrong. These people were living their lives just like we were called to live our lives, but with a major difference. The difference being that they were oblivious to their sins. 
They were fulfilling their own needs and desires. They turned away from Noah's warning of the coming judgment. These people lived their lives apart from the Lord. And when the judgment came, they were caught unaware. The flood came and swept them away. Anchored, it is important that we realize that we are called to live life, but to do so in the light of Jesus and his commandments. We aren't told to drop and leave everything because the Lord is coming. The things that are listed here are blessings and gifts from God. They bring joy to the Lord. They allow us to live in the fullness of what God has gifted us. The problem comes in when we turn to these things and turn our eyes away from the Lord. We can so easily be caught up in this trap of fulfilling our own sinful, selfish desires. And it is then that we start living an inward life, a life focused solely on ourselves and not focused on what God has called us to do in light of what has been done for us. So, if we know then that in Christ we have the freedom to live our lives, then what does Jesus mean when he says we need to be prepared? What is this preparation? Well, put simply, it means living faithful lives or living our lives in faithfulness to God. Preparedness means faithfulness. And if preparedness means faithfulness, then we need to ask, what does it look like to live in faithfulness? And I think Paul, in our epistle reading in Romans chapter 13, leads us to the answer of what a faithful life looks like. So if you would please turn with me to Romans chapter 13, and I'll quickly read for us verse 8 through 14. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandments are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to awake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. So what's the first thing that we see from this text? To live in faithfulness is to love, more specifically, to love your neighbor as yourself this love means to love as God loved, as God commands us to love. This love comes not from within ourselves, but it can only be generated through grace, which is a gift from God. In verse 11, we see that faithfulness is expressed by being ready for the Lord, and we cannot be caught asleep or complacent. 
for these things aren't, aren't qualities that mark a life that is lived to God. Further, we know, and we can see that Paul points us to the fact that our salvation draws nearer, and it's nearer than ever before, again highlighting this urgency for us to be ready, to cast off the works of darkness, to put to death the sins that once characterized us. Now, how do we do this? By putting on the armor of light. And then we ask, well, what would that be? Well, I believe Paul points us to the answers in verse 13 and 14. Verse 13, we see that it means doing what is right. And verse 14, to be focused on the things of Christ. Paul goes on to name a few specific sins, almost as if to say, hey, listen, people of Rome, I know what you're going through. I know the sins that you're tempted with. And anchored, that's true for us as well. We live in a world where we are bombarded every day. Well, in a world eager to draw us away from Christ and to our sins, to ourselves, and into the clutches of the sins. But Paul gives us the only way out, and that we see in verse 14, to put on Christ. And putting on Christ means that we worship and pray and read the scriptures. We're obedient. But most importantly, it points us again to love. This then obviously means that we can't make provisions for the flesh. We can't meditate on sin, planning or thinking about it. We do need to realize that, yes, our natures are still, have, sin still has a hold on us. But we can't make provision for it. We need to cut that out of our lives. We need to kill sin in our lives every day. We need to be focused on the things of Christ. Now, anchored, we should look at this and think, this is impossible. Because everything that I've laid down here is law. It's impossible to be prepared as our text in Matthew calls us to be. And it's just as impossible to live this faithfulness that is expected of us that Paul lays before us. And it's true. We will never be prepared enough. We will never be faithful enough from within ourselves. Anchored, it's impossible to keep the law perfectly. And that's why we look to Jesus, who did keep it perfectly. And through his perfect faithfulness and perfect righteousness, in keeping the law, we who, found, who find our redemption in him have been made prepared and are seen as faithful and righteous. It is in this that we look to the past in celebration, knowing that Jesus was and is victorious. This celebration flows into the present in that we who are in Christ no longer need to worry about whether or not we are prepared enough for Jesus' coming because we know that that judgment that is to come no longer stands in condemnation or no longer stands against us in condemnation. For we had our day of judgment 
For our sin was judged on the day that we were convicted thereof, and the price was paid in full on the cross when we placed our faith in Jesus Christ. And could we see that the coming of Christ brings one of two things, either judgment or hope. And today I encourage you to rest in the hope that it brings, knowing that you have been fully prepared in Christ. So let us walk in the light of the Lord as we live our lives to the glory of our Savior in hopeful anticipation for the day when He returns. Until next time, know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with you all.